You're listening to the Be a Better Lawyer podcast with Dina Cataldo, episode 271. So how do high achieving lawyers break through generations of being taught that we have to grind ourselves into the ground to get results for clients, build a successful business and create a life we love? While law schools are busy teaching the rule of law, they're slacking on teaching us how to be a better human to create for ourselves the success we thought we'd achieve after law school. This podcast bridges the gap between law school and life. Hello, how are you? I hope you're doing well today. I am showing up today after just having a fantastic bout of hiccups. So hopefully all goes well. I think it, it'll it be fine. But I wanted to talk to you today about overlearning. And I love this topic because for a long time, I was stuck in overlearning. And I've been talking to lawyers who have either been in that same place or are currently stuck in that place. So I wanted to address it in a podcast episode and give you some awareness around it. So today you're going to learn what overlearning is and how you can know if you're doing it. I'm also going to answer the question a lot of people have, which is, isn't learning more a good thing? And it's definitely going to be eye-opening, my answer to this question. And when I really thought about it, it was pretty eye-opening for me too. And it would have been pretty surprising if I had looked back 10 years ago and and seen and heard the answer that you're going to hear today. And then you're, I'm also going to break down the three paths that I see for changing yourself and for changing yourself from an overlearner to an action taker. So I'm going to ask you questions to help you know where you are right now and what your next steps are. This is going to be really good. Okay. So before I dive in, I want to invite you to book a strategy session with me. Coaching got me out of overlearning and into taking action. It moved the needle for me. And I know that wherever you are in your law practice, it is going to help you move the needle too. So when my clients come to me, they're often undecided what to do next, or they're confused about the next steps they want to take. And what we do is they start to gain the skills they need to manage their mind, get clarity, and focus it on what it is that they want. They know that they feel overwhelmed right now, but they don't know how to get out of it. And so I help them get out of that overwhelm so they can hone in on what is most important to them and then take action on that. So if you're a driven lawyer who wants clarity on your next steps in your law practice and start taking powerful action to create the life and the practice that you want, book a strategy session with me. Go to dinacataldo.com forward slash strategy session. Deciding to work with a coach is a powerful step. It's a powerful step forward to create what you want for your future self. And there's something about making a powerful decision for ourselves that helps us move into action. Every time a client decides to work with me, they start taking actions they never thought were possible for them. They start creating boundaries that they didn't even know they could do. They start sending out bills where they just thought that they couldn't do it. Not because of me, but because they made the decision to take action and that led to momentum. And the more action we take, the more momentum we build to create what we want. And if this is speaking to you, book a strategy session with me, my friend. You can book at dinacataldo.com forward slash strategy session. 
All right, let's dive into this episode. Overlearning is spending a disproportionate amount of time learning instead of taking action on what you are learning. And it makes a lot of sense that we will that we would do this. And as I go through this episode, you're going to start to get all these ahas. Like, of course, I overlearn. It makes so much sense because that is what I was taught. So in school, we're taught to learn almost exclusively. We're taught to avoid failure at all costs, but failure only happens when you take action. In fact, you're pretty much guaranteed failure if you take action. And if you're not failing, you're definitely not taking enough action. And you'll know if you are overlearning, if you tell yourself things like, I should be able to figure this out on my own. I just haven't learned enough. If only I knew more, then I would be more successful. If only I knew more, then I would be more, I would feel more confident, right? If only I knew more, then the people around me would respect me more. And you likely feel anxiety and pressure because you're always worried that you just don't quite know enough. You're always worried you're going to say something stupid, right? So this causes problems. You feel self-doubt. You spend lots of time learning. Maybe that time is spent listening to podcasts, reading books, taking courses, maybe more CLEs. Maybe you're joining courses. Maybe you're doing all kinds of things, but you don't spend an equal amount of time taking action on what you learn and you don't feel like you have much of a life. So when you feel this pressure and this anxiety, you also start to kind of be irritable, right? Because when you're working, when you're trying to learn more and you're trying to be better and people take up your time, you get a little bit annoyed, right? You get a little snappy at people around you because you think they're wasting your time, which could be better spent learning more. You're kind of like a kettle that's about to boil over. And you likely feel in a rush because you never have enough time to learn enough, to feel successful enough, or confident enough, or respected enough. You're constantly looking for someone to validate you and tell you that you're doing a good job. And when they don't, you think something has gone wrong. And this is exhausting. (laughs) You are in a constant state of not enoughness. This feels horrible. I know because I lived it. And if you're anything like me, you were taught that knowledge is power, that knowledge is what is going to get you success, that knowledge is what is going to create an amazing life for yourself. That if you got a higher education, that would be your key to the good life. That if you worked hard and got more degrees, you'd be respected and everything you touch would turn to gold. And to a certain extent, that was true for me. So it's probably true for you too. You were a high achiever who got amazing grades in school. You did extra credit work. You got pats on the back from your teachers for how hard you worked. You maybe advanced a grade. Maybe you got awards. You got praise when you received your diplomas. And those accolades give us a dopamine hit. Get praise, receive a dopamine hit. Advance to the next level of the video game. And this feeds our ego. We get really good at doing the work and it feels really good at receiving the praise. And in order to maintain that high, we have to keep it going. 
It's like a drug addict. We're in a constant state of looking for our next fix. And then let's get to the next level. And there's never enough. We keep looking for ways to feel good using a brain that's been run through the school system, developed through the school system. So then when you finished law school, you went into the workforce with all those same beliefs that if you worked hard and you kept learning, that you'd keep creating more success. You'd keep advancing to the next level of the video game. And it worked here and there. But then the rules of the game changed. There was more work. We needed to figure out how to manage all of these deadlines. There weren't people constantly praising us for doing a good job, so there was less dopamine to fuel us. No one gave us a gold star for showing up every day, even when we didn't feel like it, even when we did an amazing job. And things just felt harder. And when it did, a lot of us, including myself, came to a false conclusion that we weren't good enough that something about us was wrong, that we were missing something. So our brain did the only thing that it knew how to do at the time, and that was to fall back on the habits that got us through school, that gave us those dopamine hits, that gave us those accolades, that got us to the next level. And that was to learn more. Because in the educational system, learning more equals good and worthy. You're a good student, worthy of praise, and worthy of moving on to the next level. So I talked to a lawyer who was working 2,400 hours a year, and she was made partner, but she still felt like she was in a constant state of not enough. She believed if she learned more about the law, that would make her a better lawyer. And then she would feel respected and she would feel more confident and she would feel worthy of having been made partner because she still didn't even believe that she was worthy of it, even though they gave it to her. She believed she needed to read more law books and maybe get an LLM because if she did those things, then she would finally feel better. Then she would finally feel worthy. Then she would finally feel confident and respected. But these faulty beliefs were killing her. She was frazzled and worried all the time. She didn't even need to do the 2,400 hours to make partner. Her requirement was 2,100. She was doing extra credit work to prove her worthiness to her firm and to herself. Now, you may be thinking, well, she made partner. So clearly what she did work. Maybe you're thinking that, right? Maybe. But at what cost to her health? to her relationships with her friends, with her family, to her mental well-being. And this is the problem so many of us face. When is enough learning enough? When are we finally worthy of the partnership or the money or the accolades? Is it when you have the LLM or another doctorate, a certificate specializing in another area of law? When you've read all the cases on Lexis or Westlaw? Is it when you've consumed all the podcasts or all the self-help books? Or can you wrap your mind around this one? You are already worthy of everything you have received in the past and everything you want in the future right now. You don't need another degree or to work weekends to be worthy. You don't need someone to tell you that you did a good job to be worthy. You are worthy as you are, imperfections and all. And this is where people's minds argue. Minded, so maybe yours does too. So I can almost hear you say, but if I stop working hard, I won't make more money. 
I won't make a partner. I won't become more successful than I already am. And isn't learning more going to help me grow and be better at what I do? So let's take these one at a time. And I want you to answer the questions I posed for your, for, for yourself. So if you're distracted, come back to me. Come back to me because these questions are going to change everything for you if you are thinking any of these things. So first of all, ask yourself what you think, what you believe working hard means. What most people do, and I have done this too, is tell themselves working hard means working all the time. I have seen this belief tear relationships apart, and I have experienced the physical and mental decline of this belief personally, because all the time means when you wake up to when you go to sleep every day. You're just constantly thinking about work. If working hard didn't mean working all the time, what might it mean? Does it mean working from six to six Monday through Saturday for you? Or can it mean structuring your time in a way that you work eight to five Monday through Thursday? The number of hours is not what determines hard work. I want you to question what you believe hard work is. I'd actually love for you to throw the phrase hard work out the window if you resonate with what I'm talking about. I've switched out that phrase for the belief that I am committed to showing up to the best of my ability. And I place parameters around the hours that I work. I do that ahead of time because my brain's default is work all the time. And that's why using a calendar is fabulous. You decide ahead of time when you want to work and then use it to manage your brain. That doesn't mean that sometimes you won't need to work longer hours because you have a hearing or a trial or something like that coming up. But you get to decide ahead of time for yourself what those parameters are instead of just letting your brain default to work all the time. So answer these questions for yourself. How many hours a week is enough for you to be committed to your goals? When do you want to work? When do you not want to work? When are you going to have time that is just yours or just for your family? Decide those things ahead of time. The second part of this objection is what success means. So I want to ask you this. What does success mean to you? For me, success means hitting my monetary goals while staying in alignment with who I want to be in the world. That is a really big change from how I used to define success. I used to define success as making more money. Right. Notice how vague that definition is. What exactly is more? When our goals are vague, our brain latches onto vague ways to achieve those goals. So if your goal is more money, your brain likely defaults to the belief you need to work harder to achieve it. Working harder is vague. But when we take a step back and get specific about what you want, whether it's a monetary goal, whether it's number of clients you want in the door, and you create a structured plan to attempt to achieve it, then you don't have to work so hard. We can then strategize. And that's what I help my clients with. I'm going to give you an example of this. It's going to be a billables example, but it's the same thought process for revenue goals. So if you have a revenue goal, ask yourself if your brain is telling you the same things. Just check in. So I had a client whose goal was to hit 2,100 hours of billable time. Her brain's habit was to tell her she needed to work harder. 
And that belief caused her to work all the time, even when she wasn't working. She was thinking about work at home. And when it came time to turn in her hours, she would wait until the last minute and she'd stay up late to get them done. So it was really cutting into her sleep. She literally was working and thinking about work all of the time. But when she stopped believing she needed to work harder, she got specific about what she wanted in terms of the hours she wanted for her life, what she was going to do with those hours. And she started believing that she could think strategically and get the result. She then created new habits and those habits made it easier for her to hit her target. So she started calendaring her time. She gave herself time to build contemporaneously. She made decisions about when she was going to do work and when she wasn't going to do work and what she was going to do with her free time. She delegated more because she gave herself space on her calendar to think about how to strategically make more time for herself to then hit her numbers. She said no to things that she couldn't do. So she wasn't piling onto her already taxed workload. She managed her brain when it told her, hey, I don't feel like doing things on the calendar. And these were all skills she gained and then implemented because she had her brain coached. She hit her hours. She made partner, not because she was killing herself or because she wanted the praise, but because she stopped believing she needed to work harder. She stopped believing that she could just figure out how to hit her hours Um She just started believing she could figure out how to hit her hours without killing herself. And she started to believe she was worthy of being a partner. So here's the third part of that objection. Isn't learning going to make me better at what I do? So I'm going to give you the typical lawyer answer, but stay with me, okay? So it depends. I want you to think about how you feel when you think about a specific training you want to do before you decide to do it. Okay. So for example, the lawyer I talked to who said she wanted to read more law books and get an LLM. Let's talk about her. When she thought about doing that, she felt scarcity, right? She was doing it out of scarcity. She was doing it out of lack. And from my observations of her, she felt anxious and had an urgent feeling in her body. Like she had to do it right now. Like everything was depending on it. She was making that decision because she didn't believe she was worthy of the partnership and was afraid the partnership would be taken away from her. She wanted to do those things because she believed it would prove something. Now, I have been there, so I get it. But let me share with you a recent example of how I decided whether I needed to learn more because there are times when we want to learn. We just have to be able to distinguish between whether or not we're overlearning or whether we're filling a gap that's needed. And when you're feeling anxious and overwhelmed and you feel the need to prove yourself, you cannot think clearly about whether or not you are strategically using your time to learn what you really truly need to learn. So when I was thinking about coaching I wanted to receive, I asked myself where I thought my gap in my business was. Because there's always a gap between where you are and where you want to be. That's normal. Then I thought about it and I thought, okay, what is the gap? What do I think I need to grow into the version of me who creates this this goal that I have? So I knew it was messaging. I knew I wanted to learn how to share my message that coaching is amazing and life-changing in ways that would inspire people into action. Even people that maybe I just 
met for a minute. Like I wanted to be able to inspire these people. And when my longtime coach, Catherine Morrison, started a group coaching mastermind focused exclusively on messaging and copywriting, I knew that this was a great opportunity to fill the gap. But I didn't just go out and just decide to join. I thought about it. I knew she knew my brain because she'd coached it before and I knew I got great results from her. And I knew I liked how she thought about her messaging. When I read her emails, I listened to her podcast or I read her social media posts, I liked how she thought. I liked how she connected with people. I also knew that I didn't want to piecemeal trainings to write better. I didn't want to waste my time. Okay, I've seen people do this, and I used to do this in my business way back in the day. I'd research articles, I'd listen to tons of podcasts, and I'd try to put it all together to try to put together a plan on what to do next. And it takes way too much time. And people are always giving contradictory information, which is confusing. And then that information is never specific to my situation. So I'm basically guessing and trying to throw spaghetti at the wall. And I wanted just a source I could trust and I knew that I would get the result that I wanted. I'm not about waiting around hoping for results. I'm about taking action and I'm ta- I'm about taking focused action. So then I made a strategic decision based on all of that information and that thought process to join the mastermind. Here's what I did not do. I did not spin or second guess myself and delay my decision. I wasn't in scarcity or telling myself that I didn't know enough. I knew a lot. I just wanted to keep improving. I didn't try to figure it out on my own or waste hours of time consuming information on the internet. I made a decision to get on the quickest path from where I was to where I wanted to be because I knew the purpose of a coach is to help me take strategic action to get me the results I want faster. I knew my coach had been there and that she could take me where I wanted to go with a lot less of the pain that she had experienced along the way because she had taken the hard path. And there are two very different ways of thinking, right? These are two very different ways of thinking about this problem. Are you learning or are you overlearning? So when you think about these two options, right? The, I need to get an LLM to prove myself and the, I'm just filling in the gap of where I want to be. Which one do you think gets you the highest quality results? It's always going to be the, the latter, right? So if simply learning more and consuming content doesn't create the change that you want in your life, then what does? So let's break down the three paths you can take to go from overlearning to taking action to make change in your life. And you can probably have checked in with what we've gone through so far and see whether or not you're overlearning, whether or not you are taking at least as much action as you are learning. I mean, I would love it if you took more action than learning, but if you are at least at 50%, that's amazing. So these are the three paths I see to change. Number one is when you're so fed up with what your life looks like that you just throw your hands up in the air and you say, I'm done. There has to be a better way. The second way to change is that something big happens in your life outside of your control, like a divorce, an illness, or a death. 
And the third way to change is that you know exactly where you want to be and you see where you are right now and you see a gap that needs to be filled to get you to where you want to be. In those moments, you have choices. You can ignore the problem, you can take action on your own, or you can ask for help. And if you ignore the problem, it just festers, right? It's like an infected wound. Your practice doesn't grow. And instead, it feels like a prison. You try to work harder, but it never feels like you're working hard enough. And if you take action on your own, you risk going down a rabbit hole and spending a lot of precious time trying to figure things out. And when we think things don't work the way we want them to, then we can spin out and even go back to ignoring the problem because we don't feel like there's anything that we can do about it. You might think, why bother trying anything? Because what I tried in the past hasn't worked. And if you ask for help from someone who's been down the road you want to go, they know the rabbit holes you can go down. They help you focus on taking the kinds of action that are the most impactful and high quality. They see the potholes in the road before you even decide to go down that road. So then they can steer you onto an easier path. It wasn't learning more by listening to podcasts or reading self-help books or business books that helped me. It was always finding someone who knew just a little bit more than me, asking them for help, and then taking action that propelled me towards my goals. And when I saw that I was stalled in taking action, coaches helped me understand how to keep taking action without stalling out. I developed skills to take action consistently to create the practice I wanted. And then the business I wanted, right? I had to learn how to do it in my legal practice before I could then take these skills into my business. And I made a business where I felt more peace and calm and I could come home and enjoy myself. I felt more certainty and trust in myself instead of feeling anxiety, pressure, and self-doubt all the time. And when I took more action and managed my mind while taking that action, I began to see the difference between taking lots of action, working really hard, and taking high quality action. I saw I took higher quality action when I managed my mind, and that helped me create higher quality results. And if you tell yourself you're going to take action on your own, observe your actions. Okay, You know yourself best. Have you been telling yourself that you're going to take action and you keep putting it off? Oh, things will be different later when I have time, when um, you know the kids back are back in school, or when the kids are on vacation, or when I'm back from vacation, or when you know I go on vacation. Like, no, it's never going to be the perfect time. Your brain is always going to defer. So, if you're telling yourself you're going to take action on your own, are you spending? at least as much time taking action on what you learn as what you are learning. If not, it's time to check in with what you need. Ask yourself, what do you need? What do you need to help you fill the gap between where you are and where you want to be? And if you want help creating higher quality actions and higher quality results, if you want to feel more peace and confidence in your law practice, in your life, If you want someone who can help you see those potholes, book a strategy session with me. Get the skills you need to take action and create a life you love waking up to. You can book a call with me at dinacataldo.com forward slash strategy session. 
This is a beautiful awareness to have whether or not you are overlearning or whether or not you are taking action. This is not about judging yourself for not taking action or for overlearning or for doing all of the hard work that you've done. Okay, this is not about judgment. It's about doing an honest assessment of where you are now and where you want to be and are the habits that you have generated over a lifetime, are they serving you? Are they getting you where you want to go? And if they're not, it's time to work with me, my friend. All right. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your week. Have a great one. Bye.